Hello everyone. Thanks for tuning in again. You are again listening to Captain Roy's Rusty Rocket Radio Show. The absolutely splendid UK science fiction, fantasy and horror geek podcast. This is episode 446, recorded on Friday the 24th of June 2022 at 230241. Hello again. Oh, it is a hot day today. Hot and oppressive. I thought it would rain. Maybe it drizzled a bit, but it feels like there's a storm brewing. I am again in a standing position. I'm not taping this sitting down. Although that was comfortable for a while last time. It eventually became very uncomfortable. Standing up has its benefits and its disadvantages. The benefits is you just get a better sound. The disadvantage is that it starts to get uncomfortable. And I don't know, I'm getting older. I get tired standing up. Pre-show. First of all, I realise how annoying I can be. I'm under no illusions about that. Take social media, for example, and my grandiose statements, and announcements, and pontification, as if I could change anything by tweeting at an unethical politician or a mega-corporation. Come on. I'm me. I might be Captain Roy. Captain Roy is... A very minor, minor, minor fish in a huge aquarium. All I'm managing to do with all this is stress myself out, while ironically feeding the very advertising potential of Twitter, which is, of course, another mega corporation. And I really don't want to help Elon Musk make a profit when and if he buys Twitter. (laughs) I hope the whole thing tanks. Ah. I tweeted at him fruitlessly, laughing at his decision to buy Twitter, which sounds insane. This may all seem a little hypocritical of me, considering that Twitter is one of the only social media platforms I use. I don't care. Let's move on from my hypocrisy to death. Do you remember that auntie I mentioned quite recently who died in Paris? Well, a few days later, one of her daughters also died. We are in the midst of family tragedy. My condolences to my uncle, who is, of course, extremely sad, and his family. Also, although not related to me, R.I.P. Ray Liotta, who died recently. Ray Liotta, Goodfellas, any number of movies, that terrible science fiction movie that he was in, though he was quite good in that terrible movie, can't remember the name of it. Yeah, death. Death's a right bastard. Timber! Timber! I had trees to chop down. 
Okay. They weren't really trees, they were saplings, but they were strapping saplings that were 12 feet in height, which makes them mini-trees. So... I still deserve to wallow in my well-deserved aura of profound manliness. Especially since working out in the midday sun, like any self-respecting Englishman, left me with a terrible migraine. Still on the subject of me, I shaved off my Santa beard again. I keep calling it a Santa beard because I'm at an age where my beard is extremely grey. I wish I was more grey fox. I am more grey hobo. Or I could be kind to myself and say I'm more grey seasoned sea dog or grey wizard, maybe? Anyway, the beard came off. And... I look rubbish. I look exactly as bad as I did with a beard, but at least now I can see my drocking Judge Dread chin. I like my chin. It is a chin of distinction, possibly fascism. <laughs> There's certainly a touch of the Il Duce about the chin, I'm afraid, which is not a good thing for a lefty. Ah, a mild lefty. But still, yeah, who wants to look like a dictator? Ah, as I'm saying that, I'm stroking and scratching at my chin. <laughs> it has been also zero days since the last accident. Or at least it was when I was writing this entry. After decades of accident-free fountain penning. A couple of weeks ago, I managed to stab myself with a nib. How the hell did I do that? Then, a couple of days ago, I spilled half a bottle of black Parker Quink. Oh man, I just don't know what's happening to me. I don't even recall how I managed to spill that stupid bloody bottle. I was halfway through filling up my old Lamy Safari, and the whole thing went over. Oh, it took so long to clean, so long, and that ink got absolutely everywhere. My hands are still stained. Hopefully I've got it off my floor and some of my furniture <laughs> as best as I could. It was not a pretty sight. If it was... Parker's Red Quink, maybe that would have been more appropriate because Parker, the pen company, did you know this, was founded in the same year as the Jack the Ripper murders in London. Weird coincidence? Or conspiracy? And finally, in the All About Me section, where have I been? Honestly, I've been feeling very low lately. It's not just because of the depressing family news, or my impressive list of minor health ailments, but it's also simply because I'm me, and by default I'm a little stressed. It has been, therefore, a struggle to do anything at all, but I do have responsibilities, 
And when you have responsibilities, you have to do the bare essentials, the minimum things you need to do to survive, like pay the bills and shop. Even if you are being attacked by zombie dragons that are in your head. Not literal zombie dragons in my head, I'm not hallucinating, I just mean I'm a bit sad. Unless you want to lose your home and starve, you have to do those things. Those things, unfortunately, did not include podcasting, though it should be on the list because it is a thing that I do to keep me sane, along with writing. I'm sorry. I am back now, though. Let us launch into the show and talk about culture, science fiction, fantasy and horror, books, comics, movies, TV, games, toys. Okay, we've got books, movies and TV to talk about this week. I wish we had comics. We soon will have. I'll be talking about Luther Arkwright in not very long. Maybe some talk about games and toys, who knows. But let us start off with book. I bought an actual physical, papery, gloriously smelling book to add to my Doctor Who library. Actually, it's the only book in my Doctor Who library. I usually rely on watching the thing and my own thoughts and then multiple sources on the internet to come up with my Doctor Who revisits. Now I've got this book. It is titled The Handbook, The Unofficial and Unauthorised Guide to the Production of Doctor Who. It is from 2005 by David J. Howe. Stephen James Walker and Mark Stammers, and is, I think, one of several different collected editions of a series of books from Virgin that were later reprinted. Besides being just a big, wonderful and chunky book, it should help me fact-check my classic Doctor Who reviews So get ready for increased quality of reviews. My reviews aren't that bad, but they're not the most detailed. As you may have noticed, most of my podcasts are around half an hour long. They can go longer sometimes. They can go a lot longer sometimes, but generally around half an hour long. And in that space, you don't have time to do a long, luxurious, slow dive into something. And Besides, when you're talking about something solo, this is a solo podcast. Yes, I have guests, but usually it's solo. It is difficult to fill in the space of hours. Although I have in the past done that by including extra stuff that may strike you as a little eccentric, like eating into the mic, which is weird and something I'm not going to do tonight. So that is a book that I have, and I have already perused it, read a little about the TARDIS. About the TARDIS. I had to repeat that bit of speech there because my foot cracked. Yeah, I'm standing up, so my 
arthritic bones and joints are cracking away. Let us move on to TV and Obi-Wan Kenobi. I have now watched the entire series of Obi-Wan Kenobi. There have been some high points and some low points. While Flea, in a horribly loud shirt, was prime ham as a villain, the Reva actress was great. I've said that before. The little Leia girl actress was also great. And in all the joy of Star Wars fandom, it's sometimes easy to forget how poignant, sad, and ultimately what a Greek tragedy Star Wars is, which is also what makes Star Wars so universally human, and that is something that this series embodies. Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan is a really great character. I liked the Alec Guinness versions, and I like Ewan McGregor's take, especially in this series. You see, and you already know, how much I despise hero worship, celebrity worship, on a, metaphorically speaking, subatomic level, but that doesn't mean I can't admire characters who I think are simply good people. Obi-Wan Kenobi, for example, is a Jedi, so being good shouldn't come as too much of a surprise, but the scenes where, for example... Obi-Wan puts his personal mission and desires to protect Leia aside for the greater good are inspiring. There is a scene in which he has a choice of helping hundreds of people or using those resources to just help Leia. He balances the danger to Leia with the danger to many others and then surrenders to the needs of the many and serves rather than leads as General Kenobi. Also very Star Trek. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the one. I know it goes the other way as well, but yeah. IP demarcation, what is going on? I have absolutely no idea if there will be a season two, but the show ends where I thought it needed to end, with all loose ends tied up. I don't need to see any more. Spoiler warning, Obi-Wan even manages to reconnect with his old master, Qui-Gon Jinn, who is now a Force Ghost, which was one of the objectives that Yoda sent Obi-Wan Kenobi to Tatooine for as well as keeping an eye over the young Luke. A brand new show that I started watching is The Lazarus Project, which is available on Sky in the UK. I'm sure it's available from other places in other places. In The Lazarus Project, we have a nerdy Brit bloke who's time-travelling Groundhog Day episodes are explained by too much breezy exposition only 15 minutes into the show. <laughs> 15 minutes in, that's it. All the mystery's gone. It's still an entertaining enough action drama sci-fi 
show. It is too similar to half a dozen other films and shows and books, but it's still also some old school fun, and we don't get that much of that on science fiction TV. There is a ridiculous scene in which a (laughs) motor caravan chases a motorcycle. It is very silly. It wouldn't happen in real life. I don't know if it was intentionally silly or that's the only props that they could afford. It's also nice to see excellent actor Papa Asedu, a British guy who is now in the forefront of his own science fiction show after his touching role in I May Destroy You. And also, a man whose name is Papa. That's an interesting name. It probably means something completely different, but, you know. And it's also spelt P-A-A-P-A. I keep thinking of Papa Smurf now. Let's move on to Star Trek Strange New Worlds, Episode 7, The Serene Squall. Space Pirates. <laughs> That's all you have to know. I knew who the baddie was immediately. The earrings, facial tattoo, and later a spidery supervillain suit gave it away. You hardly need a diploma in supervillainy to (laughs) realise who the bad guy is. Not much of a head-scratcher, but props to Jesse James Keitel for carrying off the villainous Captain Angel. The episode, Space Pirate Campy as it was, could have been even more Space Pirate, because you can't have too much Space Piratiness. Have I said Space Pirate enough? If there was some more, even more, then it would have been even more just for me, because Captain Roy's Rusty Rocket Radio Show, but I enjoyed it nonetheless. And that's even with the cringy, obligatory, fanservice Robert Newton tribute, R at the end. R R Oh, God. Seriously, did they make this episode just for me? Did they? Did they? Paramount, did you make this episode just so that it could be talked about in this vein on Captain Roy's Rusty Rocket Radio Show? Let me know. (laughs) It's all about me, isn't it? By the way, if you're interested, the thick-headed Orion slaver character looked like the same actor who played Taserface from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I dug into it a bit. He wasn't. But I'm willing to bet that the character must have been based on Taserface. Finally, I've taken to calling Captain Pike, Anson Mount, Captain Hare. That head of hair that he has has no right to be that good at that man's age. Anson Mount's hair, we salute you. By the way, I'm not the only one saluting Anson Mount's amazing hair. It has become something of a trope online. And also, Anson Mount, he has been in other geek stuff. I didn't know that he was Black Bolt. Yeah, 
And I think he plays the same role in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which we will talk about. Anyway, where were we? Yeah, that was Star Trek Strange New Worlds Episode 7, The Serene Squall. You will enjoy it. It's not the most complicated of episodes. Someone turns up. They turn out to be a space pirate. There is some other stuff to do with spoiler warning in 3, 2, 1. Spock's brother, Cybok. Yes, Cybok makes a return. Briefly. Let us move on to the last TV thing that I wanted to mention today, and that is Sherwood. I usually talk about geek pop culture on C R R R R S. But here is a non-science fiction, fantasy, and horror recommendation that is available on BBC iPlayer. Sherwood is a gripping police thriller set in Nottinghamshire in the continuing fallout years later from Margaret Thatcher's decimation using every dirty trick available of the National Union of Miners. I was from down south. Our views of what was going on was maybe a little different, even though we were a working-class family, but altogether, in retrospect, Arthur Scargill was right. If you're not from the UK and are wondering what the hell I was talking about, check out Sherwood. You might just enjoy it. And also, what's his name? The governor, Neil Morrissey is the main protagonist. Yes, it's an ensemble cast, but he is the main character. Ooh, we are covering a lot of stuff today. I may be exceeding my half an hour, not so much time limit as the usual amount of time it takes me to say these words. Let's see what happens. It usually gets all shortened down in the edit. Let us move on from TV and talk about film. The King's Man. Yes, I have finally seen this. I was bored out of my mind the other day and I thought, what the hell? I'm not particularly keen on seeing this, but I'll see it anyway. I've seen the other two movies. The first movie was okay. The second movie, not so okay. Apart from the big shoot 'em up scene. This, ah, uh, well, okay. In The King's Man, Toffs, the Duke of... Oxford and his lot again save the world from dastardly foreigners with the help of the help. Yes, the King's Man spy agency apparently uses a network of servants. We'll get on to that in a moment. There is a whole Rasputin based plot which is quite homophobic in tone, and Reese Evans, as Rara Rasputin, has an accent that, if it's supposed to be Russian, is abominable. On the other hand, his stunt double's Georgian dancing and fighting scene was fun and had me rooting for the bad guy. In its favour, also, the film doesn't shy away from showing that the British Empire was a violent, nasty racket. For example, we see a concentration camp full of Boers, 
in South Africa. Finally, on that point of using servants as your intelligence network, a tip to the intelligence services that are almost certainly not listening, or people who are writing about this stuff in fiction, let me tell you, no one trusts servants. Cleaners. The lot of them. Whenever something goes wrong, they are the first to be suspected and end up on the rack. We're not talking about bloody Batman's Alfred. Major plot error. What else did I find notable? Oh yes, there is a scene of trench warfare without guns, just hand-to-hand, which is brutal and a bit terrifying. That is The King's Man. I really don't have much else to say about it. It's not a great film. And it is quite long. And talking about long movies, here's another one. Doctor Who in the Multiverse of Madness. In this movie that has just been released for streaming a day or two ago, Scarlet Witch, played by Elizabeth Olsen, post-WandaVision, of which I have only seen the first episode. I did talk about it before. I can't remember which podcast episode I did that in. Goes insane over a dead husband and not having kids, because apparently that's what happens to women. I'm sure it's a stressful situation, but it seems a little on the nose. And because she doesn't have kids, she risks the entire multiverse to put things right. Luckily, a bloke in a syrup, a wig, that's British for wig, played by Benedict Cumberbatch's Dr. Stephen Strange, medical doctor and sorcerer, is there to save the day. The film is very, very long, and it took me two days to watch. It was that long, I gave up halfway through and thought I'd come back to it the next day, and eventually I did. It is also very, very Evil Dead. I recognised that, even though I did not know until the end credits that it was directed by Sam Raimi. Bruce Campbell even has a small part. That may surprise some listeners, but yeah, I'm more interested in the story and the characters than the actors and the crew. And that's always been my focus in this podcast. On the plus side, the faux cult, occult, and the Ditko psychedelia were pleasingly paid homage to, and I always, always appreciate a sexy, gothy, evil queen. Really, I do. And Elizabeth Olsen delivers, as did her sister, actually, in Beastly, which also features another gothy witch. That was one of her older sisters, one of the Olsen twins. And that, my geekly friends, is it. We are now in the after-show section. Let me talk about TOGFest 2022. At Bradwell Abbey, every year, there's an almighty racket just a few minutes from my home. Tonight, hearing that racket and needing a bit of exercise because I am getting a bit porky, I hopped over several fences (laughs) and went to see what I could see and tape what all the hullabaloo was about. 
and the Hullabaloo Was Togfest, which is a local music festival that runs for two days. It finishes tomorrow. It costs 20 to 40 pounds, depending on whether you're just going on your own, or with a family, or with a camper. There were people camping there. I heard blues through the trees as I walked. Then I heard and saw music being played, line of sight, there was a stage, though I did not recognise any of the acts. And I internet searched what was on, and I still didn't recognise any of the acts. I also took my phone with me and taped a little of what was happening. You can have a listen to that. I'll splice it into this podcast. I taped it on my very rickety phone, so it will be a bit rough, but I'll do my best to make it sound okay. As you can hear, there's some kind of music festival nearby. I'm just taking you over to have a look. Well, we appear to be a bit nearer. Having a hard time tracking down the sound. Well, I've found it. There's some kind of stage in front of me. Through a few sets of barriers, though. Let's see if I can get any nearer. Apparently it's Tog Fest. There are a lot of people here down from the weekend. I can see lots of tents, uh, campers. It's not a free festival either. So I probably won't be going in. On the other hand, I can hear it from my home. And as you can hear, you can hear it here. Anyway, that's it for now. I'm leaving Togfest and walking home. Yes, that was Togfest at Bradwell Abbey. Now I'm walking through the dark woods. Wow, not really dark woods, just a little bit of green land next to a major A road. Oh, next to. Not that next to. I'm waffling. Bye for now. I've got to say, though, TOGFest 2022, TOGFest, sounds like something I've talked about before, but this podcast has been going on for nine years, so who knows. If I have talked about it before, then I'm talking about it again. And that is it. That is it for the show. Short and sweet-ish. I mean, not sweetish, but shortish. 
It now says on my Audacity timeline, 36.25... Yeah. I'm waffling. The show is produced, presented, and edited by me, Roy Matur, a writer. Matur is spelt M-A-T-H-U-R. You can find more about me or get in touch at RoyMatur.com. Please do get in touch. I like hearing from people. This is supposed to be my attempt at developing a community. Maybe I should be doing that on YouTube then. That is something I've thought of. But now that I'm thinking about it, if I did that on YouTube, that audio that I spliced in of Togfest, would that hit a content warning match thingamy doodle? Probably. I digress. If you want to help, please review and rate the show on whatever platform you listen. Recommend it to a friend or mortal enemy or click on the contact or support link on the website. That's it. Thanks for tuning in. You were listening to Captain Roy's Rusty Rocket Radio Show, the splendid UK science fiction, fantasy and horror geek podcast. The UK Geek Podcast. Episode 446, recorded on Friday the 24th of June 2022. Completely the wrong day, but I am back, baby. And the time at the end of the show is... 23.40.52. Thanks for listening, and bye-bye for now. Bye! And that's even with the cringy, obligatory, fan service Robert Newton tribute R at the end. R. R. Oh, God.